February 10, 2021. It's the Waffle Pedro Show. <laughs>
for Pedro Show. 
Happy Wednesday. A little later in the afternoon for what? Usually I do these things 11 in the morning. But to accommodate my guests, well, we start off the show with Naima. Here's John Coltrane, his last tour, right? Live in Kobe, Kokosai Hall, 1966, Japan. The two-way street with rewilding. Part four. You know, and people, by the way, Brother Matt, Love Grotto, Pleasure Point, Great Quartillo Mill, but not totally alone because through my uh, miracle, Estonian software engineers with their righteous Skype invention, I got Adam and Ashley from Two Way Street. Welcome aboard. Thanks, Thank you. And are you talking to me from Knoxville? No, we're in Asheville, North Carolina. Asheville. Close. Over the yeah, Smokies. Yeah, Smokies. I 40, right? Yep. And it's scary. There's some turns there. They built that thing kind of scary. And, and you can get some fog, I remember, on some tour and driving. Yeah, it's pretty sketchy. You go yeah. through some tunnels, through the yeah. mountain. Yeah, like right by the river. Yeah, the rivers. Yeah. Um, Beautiful. And you know what? Yeah, it is, it is. It is. Just be careful. I think Dollywood ain't too far. Nope. That's <laughs> real close. Yeah, that's right. That's right there. Bye, yeah. bye, 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 bye in the bye. So, uh, uh, you played you know, there before? No, I ain't even visited, but one day maybe. <laughs> they have a lot of music there. Yeah, of course. You know, that that was the whole idea of Branson, right? You, these people would, that's over in the Ozarks, like Missouri. Mm -hmm. But uh, you open up your own venue. I think Wayne Newton, all them people, not them people, but some music people did that. So, but I, I think it kind of went bust. I think Las Vegas, maybe you can do that. Maybe not. <laughs> you got to tie, get a tie in with the hotel. Anything, I want to ask you about this title of this fucking song, because I knew this Italian rock band called Rewild. And it was like, where the fuck they get this name? And, you know, and I was thinking, you know, they're Italian guys, so why not? You know, just be creative. But you guys got it in your fucking song title. Is this a real English word to rewild? Uh, rewild, I believe, is proper grammar. I think we may have made up made up rewilding. Yeah. Uh, what like a adverb? Like a yeah, like a verb to rewild. Yeah, like you're in the process of rewild. Rewilding. And what is rewild? It's just sort of like an effort to reintroduce the wild. Uh, to get, so get wild back? Group. Okay. <laughs> so it's fucking pretty self-evident. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So to, to, to redo, get wild again. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But it, it's kind of more used in like an environmentalist kind oh, of standpoint. Oh, okay, okay. That makes yeah. sense. That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we use, you know, we have a hospital here for sea lions and uh seals and shit and we have to like rewild them re we call it reintroduce right yeah yeah like a lot of people who like do it by like replanting like native plants into like their neighborhood and like you know just trying to introduce natural fauna to their setting again well the thing is with these uh mammals marine mammals that got to take care of because of sickness and shit you you don't want them get too used to humans or they won't know their behavior True. Yeah, yeah, right. Okay. So that's how I know it. Well, thanks. For, so those cats, they really had an, a real English word for their name, and I was just an asshole. Strunzo, ah, culo. Fucking idiot. Fucking, uh, what do they say? Idioto. Uh, yeah, even the woman one, right, for the guy. Idioto. Okay, yeah. now let's get, let's get into Ash, because Adam's been on the show before, right? You and your two compadres. Well, yeah, me and Matt Nelson. And I think you talked to me from three different fucking towns. <laughs> yeah, and we're like, because one dude was at a fucking rest stop on the yeah. New Jersey Turnpike or some shit. Yeah, that was, that was Benny. That yeah, was Benny. Benny. Okay, okay. Because I think it was in between moves or something. But we, we didn't get to talk to Ashley because she ain't part of that unit. 
So, yeah. Ashley, your earliest musical memory, please. Um, I remember this. My family used to live in Atlanta. My my uncle gave me like a little keyboard that you would get at like Toys R Us, and I just remember figuring out little simple songs by ear and feeling like maybe that was something that I should follow, just using my ear and, and hearing. So your, your your earliest musical memory is actually trying to make music. Yes. <laughs> actually, no, yeah. I, I, no, it's a fucking good one, right? Yeah, Usually, yeah. It's, almost everybody, well, I was riding around the car with my pop and it was on, there was your music coming on the radio. Okay. <laughs> hey, you know who's in Asheville nowadays? Uh, Jeff Pincus. He was on the show a couple weeks ago. Oh, no oh really? Yeah, yeah I met him. It's kind of hard to meet people. I mean, we're we're kind of new here still, so yeah. oh, okay. I haven't seen them anyway. Well, Jeff Pinkers is a bass man from you know a lot of bands, you know, you know and and actually from Atlanta too, because uh, oh cool. Yeah, I got to cool. his story. I think he was riding around in his car, dad's car, with him, listening to radio. <laughs> so anyway, you're making music. So there was no instruments in the pad until your pop went to Toys R Us. No, no, there wasn't. No one in my family is musical. Uh, so I, I, I guess maybe the only person is apparently I have a great, great grandfather who was a cellist and that's about it. Yeah, so but no, you're on, no you're on cello. Ashley, you're on cello. Yeah, I'm a well, cellist. Well, then there's a connect. Now your pop, he wanted you on keyboard. I mean, what, what, what was his notion? I got to give her something to do. Yeah, I guess it was just kind of like, oh, I guess, I guess kids like these little things. She can just open and Yeah, but why, why? Oh, oh, because it's kind of self-contained, like a Casio, a little like, like yeah, nothing. something to just like occupy me when right. they're working or something. Well, I'm just wondering why I pick keyboard, not Alabama sausage whistle. <laughs> <laughs> Hard to cook by <laughs> in those days. Okay, okay. What about school? Were you in the choir or the marching band or shit like that? Yeah, I did band in middle school. I started on French horn because I was really cool. Little, and, uh, little okay. mouthpiece, right? Yeah, yeah. Because you know who well, plays one? That's a fucking, well, was, happening bass man? I don't know. John Antwistle. In fact, there's a song called Pictures of Lily, and he does a fucking French horn solo. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, yeah. I think like 1966 or something. Uh, what was the first record you bought with your own money, please? Oh, my gosh. This is probably really embarrassing because I was a kid, but with, like, allowance money, like the Backstreet Boys, That's probably. Right. <laughs> because when you're little, you don't, you know, money's hard to come by, so you can only buy your first record once, right? And what about yeah, the first gig you went and saw? Um, gosh, well, we lived in Atlanta, so we had all sorts of musicians coming through. Oh yeah, right? come on, it's the big. I think it was the first South uh, South City to go over a million people. Yeah. I, I remember probably. before they had the four-lane freeway. The freeway, the big uh, improvement came when the Olympics came. Mm, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. that's and true. The, and the club there was 688 Club, Steve May. Ig had his set list painted on a bulkhead. Yeah. It changed oh, wow. so much that town. But, yeah, a lot of cats came uh, through there probably. And, and, look, it's a lot for Pedro show. There's no hard questions and there's no wrong answers. <laughs> Well, you know what? My answer is I I actually remember like my family grew up in Florida. We moved back and then I just remember people on the beach playing in like groove bands and playing steel drums. Like that's my some of my earliest memories of like live music is like beach bar. That's okay. Band. 
You know, because you're talking Florida, it could have been a Backstreet Boy gig, right? That they were from. <laughs> yeah, 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 definitely. Yeah. Not new kids. That would be fucking Massachusetts, right? <laughs> okay. New kids on the block. Yeah. Okay. Maurice Starr, right? He put that. It was the cat who put together a new edition. And then that guy. There was bad news about that guy. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Later on, some garbage came out. So. But anyway, those guys very talented and great. You know, got the biggest bands in the world right now. One of them's a K-pop band, and the K-pop owes a lot to that scene in a way. Mike, Jack Mike, Mike Jackson too, I should say. So look, you're telling me keyboard, French horn. How'd you get on the fucking cello? Oh, <laughs> uh, because I was, uh, I was in the youth symphony. I was, I was rocking away on fourth horn. And somebody played a cello concerto, and I just remember thinking that that was the coolest thing I had ever seen in my life, and it was the coolest instrument. And then that summer, between like freshman year of high school and sophomore year, I bought a cello off of Amazon, and then it was just history from there. It just stuck. They nailed that motherfucker. Because you know the yeah, sound is. You know, it's like a cello-shaped object. I got to tell uh, tell the listeners. Basically, it's a, a bigger sized violin. The, to keep the temper the same, they just made different sizes. Even the stand-up bass is yeah. a giant violin without a chin part. And there's a thing in the middle called the sound post. And when that motherfucker moves, you ruin everything. Yeah, you're screwed. Right, right. You know about this. <laughs> now I'll tell you about the cello. Huge, yeah. huge range, mm -hmm. right? All this low bass clef all the way up in the treble clef. And then also like the violin versus guitar bass, it's in fifths, not fourths. So the between the strings is some drama, more mm -hmm. drama, yeah. more drama. There's all yeah, this Yeah, it's drama. a big instrument too. So it's just, it's so resonant, like maybe more so than the violin. So you can just get tons of different colors and sounds and... Effects. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, I mean, it's in that family there. You know, they did the same thing with mandolins about 120 years ago. It was real popular to have these mandolin orchestras, and it usually was women. I don't know why, but they'd have, like, one of every size. In fact, there was a bass mandolin, so Leo Fender actually didn't invent the Fred hmm. bass. Yeah. yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's why you're on the show, Adam. Yeah, you learn everything from the movie day. <laughs> no, but if you ever wonder where that fucking name Precision came from, Precision Bass, because huh. it's yeah, got it's frets. Yeah. You can be precise with your intonation, right? Didn't you have Ashley? Wasn't that kind of a, a little chore to learn? Oh uh, yeah, it took me like ten years. Yeah, right. <laughs> now, did you did you use markers? Did you use pieces of tape and shit? I did at first, and then uh, somebody taught me about using harmonics and like the the resonance of the notes to to listen sure sure sure. and that's, so that happened after i got my master's that, 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 that was very clever though well yeah. that's that's somebody who's working gigs so they because that that can happen while you're playing mm -hmm. yeah really good uh you know jocko with his uh, florida guy bass man his, his uh, solution was when you pull out the frets he wasn't the first to do that either that was bill wyman but then you fill it in with epoxy so see the lines mm. are still there. Mm. Also, you can use round wound strings; they don't eat up your fucking neck. Anyway, we're getting on a tangent here. I want to play <laughs> uh, some more rewilding part two now.
said you were bright-skinned? No one will ever know now. The glimpse of others' eyes covers and hides your body, your face.
Live from Pedro Show, rewilding part two from Two Way Street. Uh, Ava Mendoza after that brand new. She's uh, here's some music she made for some uh, people's stuff. Uh, Tramp strategy number one. Dumb numbers after that. Essence ex existence. Yeah, Jonathan from Joyful Noise. I don't know if you guys know about that label. It's a great label. Mm. I was on a couple of releases, one of them uh, afternoon frequent. Anyway, kids are killed him, man. Young. Fuck. Fucked up. Fucked up. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Brother Jonathan from you. Uh, Phil Venable out of, uh, well, not too far from you, Chapel Hill, huh? Yeah. Pretty close. Yeah, bright, bright skin. Hands rotten out of Switzerland. Uh, intro to Kickstart Floppy. And Bomas Prendon from the D.C. area with Gimme Pop Pop Mantra Tantra. This guy's recorded about 5,000 songs and only did five gigs. <laughs> wow. In four years. Talking about, <laughs> yeah, Proj. <laughs> and then finally, uh, part three of Rewilding, Two-Way Street. So, okay, you get this cella, and then you go to college, because you said something about master degree, Ashley. Yeah, I went to college. I got both my undergrad and my graduate degrees in music performance in, in cello. What school? Uh, I did my undergrad at Florida State, and then Which I got is, my uh, master's at... Let me get this right. Seminoles, Tallahassee. Yep. 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 Tallahassee. You must watch some football. No, I fucking <laughs> toured, dude. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. 
Everyone's like, oh, they have a great football team. No, no, well, yeah. You played in Tallahassee? A butler. There used to be two cow houses, right? And also on the campus, too. One of them was open up for Jay Maskus. Anyway, where's the master from, Ashley? Uh, it's from it's from uh, UT Knoxville. Yeah, okay. Vols. Yeah, that's where we met. Go Vols! A lot of art. Yeah, but then there's some more football for a set of football. Yeah, yeah, but I played Vic and Bills, huh? You know about that? Uh, so that was on the strip, right? That was one of the deli. Yeah, it was a deli, right? You played in front of yeah. the cold cases. That's old school, man. That's I don't think that's around anymore. Like, no, 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 no. Not around anymore. But uh, I played with a guy from there, Larry Mullins. He did the last two years Stooges. And so I, I got some Knoxville in me. And I'm a, oh, nice. I'm a, we got some stuff here from the fucking uh, pilot light. Oh, my God. Classic. That place so much. No, from you guys. So, but I'll, I'll go there and play there again. Okay, so yeah. you know, nothing's canceled. Everything's just uh, postponed. So, what you do after uh, college with music, Ashley? Um, well, I graduated and I was I was teaching a little bit, but mostly like I graduated and I just wasn't really sure what I was gonna do. Uh, so we were just kind of improvising and we were doing our duo stuff, and and that's how kind of the music we make now, how it really took off was once we graduated. So you didn't go looking for a classical orchestra or, or a band. I remember there was these three ladies in New York City. I think they were called Rasputina. They were like rocking the cellos. <laughs> she created her own band, man. And yeah. there was a, I didn't know. That's why I'm yeah. trying to interview her about it. What, what, was, what was your own band called, Ashley? Two-Way Street. Oh, <laughs> I thought that was not your... You mean that's your band and Adam I thought you guys made that band together. We made it together. Yeah, yeah we made it together. Okay, okay. Yeah. Did you ever have your own band, Ashley? No, okay. never did. Okay. I always wanted to. Then Adam misspoke himself. <laughs> yeah, I misspoke. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Members, no wrong answers on the lot from Pedro. So. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. So how'd you guys meet? We met in the contemporary music ensemble. Yeah, we were playing some contemporary classical music at, when we were in school. Ah, so you're st fellow students. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, you know, I you still have to use words. I'm working on the mind reading shit, but <laughs> <laughs> till then you got like use words in like stupid what? Okay. So okay, so you guys were both, uh, okay, at Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Okay, okay. Um, what was the first uh, two-way street gig like? Um, what was the first two-way street gig like? I think what, it was what, like, was that the pilot light? Or, no. I think um, it was like a studio recital. Well, we went up to, well, yeah, we played a lot at school. We played a lot for, uh, when we were at the University of Tennessee on campus, but the, I think one of the first times we uh, left campus and played was up in Boston. No, on um, campus is a real gig. Come on, it's a. Well, we have recitals. We, uh, we yeah, actually, yeah, yeah. One of the first, one of the first piece we, we asked our friend who write, who's a composer and writes a piece, uh, because he was in town and he needed a place to stay, and so he. Ah, you once. bartered. You bartered. Yeah, we bartered. Cock pad for a piece. Look, we're at yeah. the end of the first hour, February 10, 2021. 
Just want Peter or some special guests to a street. Hold tight for our two. <laughs> February 10, 2021. It's second hour of the Watt for Pedro show. <laughs>
Thank you. 
Why for Pedro show? We started off the second hour with rewilding part one. We got the whole fucking rewilding suite here. This bitching. Part one, two-way street. But the rewilding's your composition, right? Yeah, we wrote it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might be your composition if you wrote it. Yeah, okay. And then <laughs> then Sam Locke Ward after that with Ride a Silver Pony. And then two-way street, live at the pilot light. September 6, 2009, way back 2019. And this tune called Improvisation. But something tells me this is probably uh, more descriptive than the actual title. I don't know, just guess. Well, Matt named it. I, you, just, you just handed me the file. Uh, yeah, he's the boss there, right? Sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> Depends. No, and also a uh, st uh, st uh, strip light, stripe light. Uh, well, rewilding was... No, was, no, that's Jason. Jason is no, the guy that, who Jason runs... Jason uh, actually recorded rewilding. Yeah, but he, he uh, runs the label, right? Cause I, look, I know some stuff about uh, the scene there a little bit because of Mike Baguetta. Yeah. In fact, Mike Baguetta is what turned me on to your other band. Oh, Io? Yeah. Yeah, that's a good scene. Yeah, Jason And it all, awesome. a lot of that stuff came from... Uh, that gig where everybody was helping uh, the Reverend Fred Lane, the dude didn't do a gig in 40 years. And he made a lot of connects. In fact, one of the connects was Brother Evan Leb Lipson, bass man. Uh, uh, I've had a lot I of cats, a lot of cats on the show, uh, courtesy of him and stuff. And so, uh, very grateful and stuff. And, I mean, that's one of the things music's about, you know. Uh, so you don't really consider recitals gigs but i kind of do man you know but was it scary the first two ways street gig yeah it's pretty scary yeah we, we've been in music school for a while and we were invited to play in boston and uh yeah we were nervous but it was exciting for us yeah and what'd you work the vibe i played i actually like marimba marimba's okay okay both of them are bitching i mean i love both yeah it's it's just yeah. it's a trip you know uh, you would think a lot more drummers would, you know, uh, Don Bonebreak from X, he, he can rock the uh, vibes and maybe Marimba too. Marimba's wood, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's, 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 I think for vibraphone, Marimba, Marimba can be fun. Well, they, 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 they got their own thing, but they're, they're cousins, yeah. right? Yeah. 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 And uh, of course, Ed Marimba, right? Which is a really art trip. He started out classical Cincinnati Symphony, I think, like in his, in his teenage. Uh, Captain Beefheart's second dr drummer, or the third oh. drummer, actually, after uh, John French. Oh, huh. Yeah, check yeah, out. Classical you might want to check, check out some Captain Beefheart. He was actually, him and the Stooges were doing punk before there was punk. Okay. Well, you know, like, there's stuff with Marimba. Yeah, yeah, totally. Oh, okay. Well, that's our yeah, trip. Yeah. That's and that's and same with uh, Zappa. Zappa has some rainbow too. Well, maybe that's because they were friends growing up, so maybe that's yeah, that makes sense. That. But neither guy played it. They got players who did it. And in Cat Beefheart's case, it was a drummer man. Art Trip he used mm. to play with a fucking monocle and panties. <laughs> and his hat was a panties, right? The panties was put on his head like a shower cap with holes, two big holes. Okay, I want to play uh, Improvisation with Matt Nelson. 
For Pedro Show, Improvisation with Matt Nelson, Pilot Light, March 8th, uh, 2020. So, man, that was right before the COVID 19. We were the last gig at the Pilot Light before All right. Two way street. Then the Glimpse Trio after that. Oh, yeah. And then Two Way Street with Reinvention of Romance, Sample 3. Now, I guess it's an, it's an excerpt, right? It's like. Like reinvention of romance is a big piece, and this is like a part of it. Yeah, it's just a sample. It's it's uh, it's just a little part of it. It isn't its own track. Yeah, nowadays you gotta be careful with the word sample because, uh, you know, that could be fucking Clyde Stubblefield with Funky Drummer. <laughs> no, but I guess you, so, yeah. You know that. Word, you know about that. Yes, sir? You know about that. It's the most uh, frequently sampled. Sample album. Oh, yeah. It's the breakbeat thing. Yeah. Well, it was a Jim Brown song, right, called Funky Drummer. And then they took a little piece of maybe public ending, but, but maybe even before those guys. And it's been used in so much stuff. So yeah. that's why sample. So maybe next time you want to write excerpt. Excerpt's probably better. Yeah, okay. that's just what the label But they are kind of, you know what? They're kind of the same thing. Yeah. Right? Semantics. Right. English. Half a dozen... Six, yeah, whatever. It's all the same shit. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah, maybe it's not all, but so, certain things, maybe. Okay, Don't want to get too fucking reductionist there, right? <laughs> right now, now, what about moving that fucking vibraphone around? I see pictures of it, man. That's huge. Yeah, it's a pain. I have a really old vintage, like old instrument too. That's just like a pain in the ass to move. It's so, got a big. Yeah. It's got a big electric fan in it, right? Yeah, mine, I, actually, the, uh, there's no, uh, the motor is taken out of it, but it still is, like, really heavy and, and just a bitch to move. It takes up so much time. Yeah, and we've carted it around in his Honda Fit. My little teeny Honda, I mean, it's just a, yeah. It's, you know, you, you can break it down, it turns into a science, you know. I think I can get it into my Honda in, like, 15, 20 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, uh, what they, practice makes perfect. There you go. <laughs> right. The future belongs to the efficient. Yeah, percussionists are professional schleppers. We're good at moving shit. The guy in the rear with tons of gear. There you <laughs> go. Yeah. Shouldn't be. Big mistake of the Minutemen was having George Hurley in the back. The guy should have been, I don't know if you've seen me in the last 20 years, but I've always had my drummers downstage, right on the lip. It's fucking rhythm music. Why be in denial, you know? Yeah. So what about... What about recording two-way street? Like the stuff we're listening to. Obviously, these live recordings were gigs. But what about bringing the stuff into the studio? Like, like I'm imagining this reinvention of romance with the studio recording. It's actually a home recording. Uh, well, it's... It yeah, but why, done... can't, why, can't, why can't home be a studio? Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. That works, yeah. I mean, it Especially was nowadays, right? Shit is more econo enough. 
Yeah. You want to go yeah, to fucking we, Hollywood we, and pay $1,500 a day? Yeah, we need to do that. No. 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 No, it was in uh it was in uh the composer Sarah Henny's. She had us up at her house in Ithaca when we recorded in her garage. And she composer, my... composer. So this isn't your piece. No, Sarah, our friend Sarah Henny's wrote the piece for us. What tell me about it. Again, the mind reading ain't working. You got in life. Yeah, well we we it was years ago. I mean we uh asked her to write us a long piece because I was playing a lot of Sarah. Sarah is a composer based in Ithaca, New York. And I had been playing a lot of her percussion music. And an idea you know, we got to right. tell the listeners, Ithaca, Cornell. Yep, Cornell, yeah, right and up who right was the there. famous, who was billions upon billions, uh, <laughs> right? Uh, doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, the, the guy who talked about space and shit. Um, Neil deGrasse Tyson? <laughs> Is he in Ithaca? Carl Sagan, come on. Oh, Carl Sagan. Oh, Christ. I think I think the singer uh, the, the singer of uh, who's that one of those um, Warp Tour bands where they called the, the singer went to school there and stuff. Okay, that's a good thing about Alzheimer's. You're always new bands, <laughs> new people, <laughs> new friends. <laughs> I can't remember shit. <laughs> anyway, anyway, about this lady. Okay, she's a composer friend, and what 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 Tulane. Uh, Tulane, two two way street was looking for material. Yep. yep. Yeah. So uh, you know, a big part of our group is we commission music from composers, and uh, we asked Sarah to write us something, and she said yes. And we've been work we worked with her for years. We went to workshop it with her up in uh, New Hampshire, and then we recorded it for a label. Um, and uh, yeah, she wrote us this big piece. Yeah, you know, that's something that's not so much in rock and roll. Hey, write me an album. Well, actually, it does happen, but no one does. <laughs> <laughs> no one discusses that. Remember the Tons of Poses album cover? The guys use your illusion, right? They didn't write any of their fucking songs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It happens, right? But I, I think it's different with, with you guys. It's not, that's more like myth building and shit. Uh, yeah. well, I want to get into this a little more, though, because... Uh, I had some trippy experiences, but we're at the end of the second hour in February 10, 2021, the Dishwap Peter Show special guest, uh, Two Way Street. Hold tight for our three. February 10, 2021, it's third hour of the Watt for Pedro Show. <laughs>
Live from Pigo Show. Start off the third hour with reinvention of romance. Sample one. Sample. It's an excerpt, people. It's a big piece, and this is a chunk of two-way street. And what's her name again? Sarah Hennies. Yes, Sarah Haynes. Haynes? Hennies. Yeah. Hennings. Sorry. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. Hennings. Uh, H-E-N-N-I-N-G-S? H-E-N-N-I-E-S. Oh, I-E-S. Okay, people. Maybe check out her other stuff. And I'm, I'm, I wanted to talk about this. You know, uh, one thing about, like, classically trained people, right? you got to have the music. In they can't improvise. That's the big joke, right? <laughs> yeah, that is. If you don't put the music in front of them, they can't. These guys play like motherfuckers, but if you don't have it in front of them, right? Yeah. But th that's kind of a... Uh, a cliche though it's not true of all it's of them. not really cliche. Yeah, that's right that's it's right. true yeah. really i mean <laughs> i okay i think it's like not the fact that they can't improvise it's just the fact that it's not a skill that like our teachers or our schools like ever really emphasize or promote you, know, you have to like really seek it out you have to like really like you didn't, you really you didn't have, have the, the professor get all fucking barracho and hey blues jam and e minor you know yeah, yeah. yeah. believe me when no, i hear <laughs> when i hear that shit i want to die too i'll I tell you, you know. <laughs> i mean the only reason we be began to improvise is because we graduated a bit and began to Participate in the music scene in Knoxville. Okay. Okay. And so, so you never did that actually at school. No. Not really. No. It was when we got out and began to play out more. Okay. Because you know, even composers, like for example, a piece. I've got a few of them. The actual manuscripts from Nels Klein, and he has sec. You know, he has sections where he writes out the fucking quotes, right? Where you want little melodies and tags and heads, but then those spaces, you know, let the freak flag fly. Then get it back together. You know. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying? There might be a middle ground where like both worlds meet. Yeah. And then maybe two-way yeah. street is going to be a pioneer in that kind of shit. I want to play uh, Reinvention Romance, uh, the number four.
This is crude. This is seamy. But I saw you, and I wondered, did you see me? Are you free, unencumbered? Send a message, and I'll send you back my number. I was the one who borrowed war and peace. You were the one who wore the worn-out fleece. I was the one who had the pink beret. You were the one I saw at IGA. I was the one who bought the instant noodles. You were the one who had the mohawk poodle. I was the one who had the box of Rogaine. You were the one who threw up on the sky train. Are you the one? Tried to share my flask. You were the person in the paisley mask. I spread my droplets in the angry mob. You poked my nostril with a cotton swab. You had that disco ball you said you'd lend me. I was the drag queen dressed like Bonnie Henry. You were the one who breached my social distance. I was the one who offered no resistance. You were the one behind the glory hole. I was the one who paid your freeway toll. I was the vampire with the fear of bats. You were the one who found my missing cat. I was the one who was your contact tracer. You were the one who brought the Mason taser. I was the one you drank under the table. You were the one who gave birth in the stable. You were the one who wore the worn-out fleece. I was the one who had the pink beret. You were the one I saw at IGA. I was the one who bought the instant noodles. You were the one who had the mohawk boots. I was the one who had the box of rogaine. You were the one who threw up on the sky train. Someone see me today. Did someone see me today? Did someone see me today? Did someone see me today?
Watch for Pedro Show. Last music for this edition. Excerpt number four from Reinvention of Romance, Two-Way Street. Then Veda Hill, Missed Connections. This is in Vancouver. These people talk about improvise. This was like, a, you know, like charades. You're given a task and you have to invent a way of you know, making it be so. These guys made songs in on the spot in the moment out of Craigslist ads. <laughs> That's my ads. <laughs> I love that. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. People are bored. <laughs> okay. And then finally, Two Way Street, live at Scottage, uh, March 2nd, 2020, improvisation again with Matt Nelson. So, how's we didn't get to talk about him. How does Matt Nelson figure into Two Way Street? Well, we just met him on the scene in Knoxville. Uh, I, I began to play with him a lot, and then Ashley joined in, and uh, we just improvised with Matt, and we play gigs with him still. Uh, so he's just a close friend of ours and uh, a, a big influence on us in terms of improvising. Yeah, Matt influenced my improvisational language, well, as it were. Well, off, so, air, off air, you guys were telling me that the Knoxville scene had huge influence on you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, absolutely. that's where we met and that's where we kind of began to discover who we were as an ensemble. And, and, and then also this idea of, of scripted music versus improvised in the moment music. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, our entire academic school life, we had written, we had played music that was written down right. for the most part. And then we kind of began to play out in Knoxville and it was more popular in Knoxville to kind of improvise your way through a show. Yeah. And that's kind of how we began to develop that language. What, well, I'm curious, did you ever listen to jazz in college? Yeah, yeah, I played. Definitely. Yeah, I mean, there was a good jazz ensemble. Well, program, you know, there's a the, there's a John Coltrane album, Adam, called Bags and Train. Huh? You know about Milt Jackson? His nickname was Bags. Oh yeah, yeah, I know, I know. Okay, Jackson. okay. I played in jazz band in college too, a little bit. Uh, because there's there's what they would do is especially those bebop guys would take standards and then improvise on them, right? Yeah. I mean, fucking my favorite things ain't like Sound of Music when John Coltrane got it. <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> but it's still a waltz. Yeah. Yeah, There's that's the thing. There's ways of still preserving. And then what, what uh, a guest on the show uh, a month ago was Bob Marsh out of uh, Pueblo. And he called it jumping from the pole. That's what he called. You know, him and Jack Wright, right? Some older gentlemen that have been doing improvised music a long time. Uh, really inspiring to hear them talk about it. And this idea of, you know, letting the freak flag fly. But at the same time, you know, music has all kinds of tradition. And so why can't it, have, you know, like most things in life, take turns? Yeah, absolutely. Even in the same fucking piece. Yeah, yeah. And I think we're both genuinely interested in all kinds of ways of writing down and improvising. And I think that, you know, it's great for everybody to try out all different kinds of methods of performing. And when you, were at, when you were at school, like you could listen to that stuff, but they didn't want it in the classroom? Well, I mean, I we did study jazz. Uh, I mean, uh, it was a part of our studies and I played in a jazz band for a little bit. Now those guys, um, you know those guys, they could read and write. Oh yeah, totally. You know that, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I remember John Coltrane, you know, because he, Right, he was pushing things further and further out. Right, the sheets of sound, and in fact, downbeat, a big 
uh, jazz magazine or whatever, anti-jazz. And he's, you know, he didn't get mad in this interview I got with him. He's laughing. He's saying, they're trying to act like we didn't know what we were doing. Yeah. I mean, I guess for us, it was like free stuff. That is like really, like completely and totally free improvisation. Like a lot of the times when Ashley and I play, we don't even have like, we don't even really talk before we play. We just sit down and play. That's what we do with Matt as well. And that was so liberating and so, so good for us after we had, gone through classical music school where everything was very much more strict than that in terms of how we played so yeah, but look um, i don't want i want i want to knock that experience because it's still music and, it, and it's you can use that stuff right solid foundation absolutely. yeah yeah so I'm, I'm not trying to knock. you know everybody's got their own journey right and there's different ways yeah. that lead you to right now so I, i'm not trying to make you feel bad about doing any of that stuff i think it's righteous you know oh yeah okay. yeah totally okay. And I think like it's not a it's not a bad thing, but I think when you're in that world for so long, yeah. and everything is everything's pretty regimented, and like you're always under this microscope, it, yeah. it's such a freeing experience to go and just sit down and just make music for the sake of it without worrying about anything else. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And, I mean, and it's not only about the old days, right? Uh, Thurston took me to this guy. Uh, James Tenney? The oh, yeah. yeah. And that, that sh- you know what? That shit looked really incredibly ho- difficult. Uh, the microtones, they were using regular instruments, but they were like not the same uh, scales. And it seemed really tough. <laughs> it was trippy, yeah. though. I was really moved by it. I was really moved by it. Oh, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he's and a then, great com- percussion composer. And then too. I saw another classical thing, not not so modern because they were doing uh, uh, Parsifal, uh, and then the other one was uh, Mandarin, uh, magical uh, Bella Bartok. Mm-hmm. Magical Mandarin. Yeah, when they flipped the fucking violins over and started beating with their bows on the back of the neck, <laughs> but it was trippy. What the dynamic I saw that was different than a rock and roll band. They were all bitching players, like 60 of them, right? But until they kind of let him run the show, the real power came. Michael Preusner took me, brought me to the front of the stage. And when they, and not like fascism or some shit, but they just let him be the rudder man. And then the whole music, it got so fucking big (laughs) and intense, you know? It was was tricky to see, to experience. It was at the Dorothy Chandler. Thing. You know, I really th- love what you guys are doing. What, what's the future look like? Well, recording, right? Well, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, it's been hard because of COVID. Um, but well, what about composing and recording in the home, like you're saying? Yeah. Well, uh, in the spring, we're going to be working with composers from uh, New York University to kind of collaborate and uh, perform some of their new music. Great. great. So, what about trade, uh, trading files over the internet? What's up? Trading files over the internet. Yeah, yeah, because that's sort of it'll be like it's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. a little collaborative residency. Right, man. I've made al- bunches of albums with people I've never even fucking met. It's it's a way of doing things. It's yep. Like, why not? Fuck. And, yeah. and and where can people find you on the internet? Well, I have a website. Ashley has a website. Ashley, do you want to say yours? Yeah, it's just Ashley, A-S-H-L-E-E, booth, like a phone booth, cello.com. Okay. And there's yeah. pr- and probably links to the two-way street thing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. They're, they're on Instagram too. I, I don't know what our handle is, but you can just find two. Yeah, but that's a merch one. I, I want, you know, I want the personal fanzine. <laughs> <laughs> okay. From there, you can find all that other stuff, right? It's yeah, been there's a link to that. Big, big honor to have you aboard. Thank you so much, truly. And when, when you get this new stuff with these uh, composers, uh, come back on the show and we can talk about it and play it. Yeah, totally. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Thanks Sounds so good. much. Thanks for having us. Okay. People, it's been a February 10, 2021 with Dishwap Pedro. So keep your powder dry.